So the first question for you is, what in the world are we doing with this speaker's vote? Well, you understand that, uh, first off, I did not vote to vacate the chair, but we've had to have go through this process, and I voted for Jim Jordan every time that he came up. Uh, unfortunately, he then withdrew his name when he realized he would not get 217, and we, that was the end of last week. Now uh, we're trying to find a long-term speaker uh, that can get us, because <laughs> you can't do anything without a speaker. You know, uh, right now, with Israel being the situation it is, you've got the uh, uh, border we're trying to deal with. You've got, uh, and we've got to pass the budget bill. Uh, we've got to keep government running. Uh, we have uh, uh, one issue after another. We've got an investigation going on on, on the president and his son. Uh, and none of that can go, be done until we get a speaker. So tonight, uh, I don't know whether there's nine of them. I don't know whether there's 14 of them. I don't know whether there's 18 of them, uh, the people that are presenting themselves to us. Um, and then uh, we will listen to their presentations tonight. Uh, we'll come in tomorrow. Uh, we will then go through the process of trying to select one that can get to 217 votes that is needed to get them off uh, into the speaker's seat uh, where we can go back to work. Wouldn't it make sense for the Republican conference to just say, that we are going to make private votes here until somebody gets to 217 before we go back out onto the floor? Oh, yeah, and that's, and that's what we'll do. That's what we'll do. That's what, you know, that's... And here's the thing, Will, and, and I don't understand why so many of our members don't follow these rules that I had whenever I first came in. These are all procedural rules that when the conference makes a decision that we're going with something, then you follow the conference. And if you don't, it causes chaos in the conference. And that is, when it, there's, if a Democrat is making a motion to recommit on a bill, then you should automatically vote against that because that's a procedural move. If you're in the majority, you don't let them recommit the bill. Uh, and when the rule comes up, not the bill itself, but the rule for the bill, you automatically, if you're in the majority, you should vote for the rule. If you're in the minority, you don't vote for the rule. That's just that's just the way this place works. And unfortunately, you know, we've had rules taken down by our own people. Um, and then when you have a speaker or when you have a vote for speaker in the conference, even if you didn't support that person that received it, you go to the floor and you vote for them. That is how it's supposed to work. Unfortunately, that's not how it's being been working. Well, you have to wonder anybody that puts their name forth for the speakership, even if they are able to get to the 217 votes, is the office worth having because you have to live in constant fear of being overthrown. Exactly, exactly. However, here's what's really wild, and, and you've got to realize this. That rule is it has been in the place in our rules uh, all the way up until Nancy Pelosi took the speakership this last time. And the thing is, it was the, the people that were arguing and changed the rules wanted to go back to that. Well... Kevin agreed to go back to that, but remember, that rule's been in place forever, but it was considered the nuclear option. Nobody would use it, but yet Matt Gates did. And, of course, you made some headlines uh, for a, a disagreement, a verbal um, exchange. I don't know. How, how do you define the exchange you had with uh, Matt Gates that was uh, private that became public? I think the, the problem is that some of the people reported it incorrectly. They said that Matt Gates was at the microphone. The reason why Matt Gates got yelled down and I, I reached out towards him, um, let's say it that way, 
the reason being is is because he stood up once again, not following the rules, stood up and started screaming at former Speaker McCarthy while Speaker McCarthy was actually at the microphone. And he told him to shut up and sit down. And the rest of us all told him to shut up and sit down. And I told him if he needed to sit down or I was going to knock him down. And it just was frustrating because, once again, you've got someone who acts like an immature child uh, when we're trying to to do the business that is so vitally important to our children and grandchildren and the future of this nation and the world's burning and we got to get things fixed around here. And it was his, his craziness and crazy antics that caused us to be in our situation in this situation anyway. Well, you know, you said you didn't know how many people are running for speaker at this point, but, I mean, of the people that reportedly are running, do you have someone that you are at this point lending your vote I, to? I am. I'm, matter of fact, I've, I've been in I've been in D.C. Um, all weekend calling and trying to find people to put together. Uh, I'm supporting, on, at least on the first ballot, uh, General Jack Berkman. General Berkman is... Uh, uh, out of Michigan, and he is uh, uh, he's a three star, a Marine general, uh, got a lot of leadership experience. Uh, I don't know whether he will make it or not, but I, he's my first out of the box. Then you've got you've got uh, some front runners that I think are the front runners, probably Tom Emmer uh, and a guy by the name of Mike Johnson. Uh, Mike Johnson, Tom is a whip. Everybody knows him. He's a good friend of mine. Um, if it, would, if it wasn't for Jack Berkman running, I, and, and I didn't realize Tom was going to run, I probably would have did that. But I'm going to do, I'm standing up for Jack, and I'm actually endor- or, or, uh, giving his nomination speech in the room. So We mentioned the situation with uh, Israel. I covered, you know, the latest events. There's fear that that could spread or mushroom to a larger Middle Eastern conflict. I don't have a specific question, but what's on your mind concerning that and the briefs that you're receiving? Well, we need a we need a res, we need to get work back to work in the House so that we can pass a resolution and clear, clearly state how the House is in support of Israel. Uh, we need to make sure that the financial support that we have already actually we've already voted on and sent it over to the Senate before we started this craziness. Um, that money needs to be. Uh, approved, uh, even if the rest of the budget and, and, and get the money help that they get them the help they need. I think the president was wise in the fact that uh, he, uh, the administration did the right thing by putting a, the, the, the ship right there in the Mediterranean uh, to show a, uh, a solid uh, show of force. Uh, also, you know, one of those, one of those actually had to knock down a missile out of Yemen uh, that came over. Uh, so we're we're there. We don't want to put boots on the ground, nor does Israel want us to have boots on the ground, I don't believe. Uh, but, but we need to make sure we're doing, giving them the support that, uh, that they need. I have to say that overall, it seems to me that Joe Biden has offered, I'm going to say, more support uh, throughout the course of this situa- situation with Israel than I expected him uh, necessarily yeah. to give, based upon the fact that there are some members of the Democratic Party that are you know, pro-Palestine. Uh, well, let's, let's, let's be honest. They're more than pro-Palestine. There, there are a few members on the Democrat side of the aisle that are, uh, are truly uh, anti-Semites. They are, they are truly against Jerusalem. And, and just, just ask them, and you can see it in them. Whenever I've been in the chair and heard them talk, uh, it, it is one of the worst things I've ever seen to have our own 
member elected members of Congress bad mouthing those people who are our closest friends. Mike Bost, our guest today on the phone line live from Washington, D.C. We'll take the um, second break of the day and we'll be back with more right after this.